Hi, and welcome to episode 32 of Talking with Painters, where Australian painters talk about their lives and art. I'm Maria Stolger, and my guest today is Vanessa Stockard. This year, she's a finalist in both the Archibald and the Portia Geach Memorial Award with two wonderful self-portraits. She's had over 15 solo shows in Australia and the US, and she's been in many more group exhibitions. And at the time this podcast goes online, she's in a two-person show at A.K. Bellinger Gallery in Inverell. If you go to the Art Gallery of New South Wales over the next few weeks and look into the eyes of Vanessa's self-portrait as new mum, you'll probably see something different to what I do. And the person standing next to you probably will see something different again. It's just one of those paintings where the expression is so subtle, it's open to multiple interpretations. In this episode, we talk about what it's been like being a parent for the first time, why she forced herself to do dozens of self-portraits, what life was like at boarding school, and why humour is so important in her life. We also talk about Instagram and her Derek Milkwood series, which some of you might be familiar with, and we talk also about taking risks in painting. All the paintings we talk about are on the website, talkingwithpainters.com. I met Vanessa in her beautiful home in Bowral, which is in the southern highlands of New South Wales. She's vivacious, funny and incredibly talented and I had a great time meeting her. I started by asking her where she grew up. I grew up in a little town called Wingham, which is uh, on the mid-north coast, a little dairy town. So surrounded by like a lot of bush and native animals and yeah I was really into to nature and oh, right. yeah like a very tiny school as well. What's your earliest memories of art or drawing or anything like that? Um, I was probably about four and I just remember being obsessed with drawing as I think m- many kids are but I would just spend hours yeah and apparently I was really prolific as well so like even my family kept a massive box of all my drawings and I've looked at them recently and they're they're so crazy and so imaginative and so colourful and fantastic. I wish I was that good now. <laughs> <laughs> what colour, like coloured pencils? Oh, fantastic coloured textures. And oh, yeah. Yeah. The, what did you draw? Um, well, dragons and uh, just morphed animals and, um, yeah, the imagination of a, a small person is just... Uh, outrageous really. Yeah, yeah yeah and did you do art at school yes I did I always loved art and um I think when I was in year one or maybe it was kindy um I learned how to draw a bird and I just repeated it and someone said oh wow look what you can do you you're an amazing drawer oh. and so I think at that age I thought oh positive reinforcement <laughs> I'm good at something and so I kind of latched onto that and um I was always you know th- there's the kid that draws oh okay. yeah it was it was like that at school yeah. um and it kind of stayed like that in high school and so I identified with that pretty early on I wasn't good at sport and you know anything else really so I went to boarding school when I was 12. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I always knew I was going to go. And I did what art at like? school as well. 
Um, it was terrifying and huge for me mm. at the time. I suppose coming from a small town, it must be really hard. To it was see, really to hard. Go to Sydney. There was Obviously. a uniform that just had so many pieces. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get. Like I there were so many pieces. There was. <laughs> The stockings, the shoes, the regulation green underwear, there was a, a dress and a, um, a jumper and a blazer and a special coloured backpack and the whole thing. And I did not know that you didn't have to wear all of it at once. <laughs> and so I was the, the only kid in the middle of summer wearing the jumper, the blazer, the whole thing, like socks pulled right up. I was just so... <laughs> <laughs> unnatural it looks so unnatural until I think someone felt sorry for me and she said you know you don't have to wear all of it <laughs> all the time um oh god it must but, be it must be um it must be a shock when you're 12 to go it was to, terrible I was yeah. so homesick yeah yeah I cried every day I could never find my class you know it was like living in a city. I didn't know anyone. <gasps> yeah. I couldn't, you know, eat any of the food. Yeah. Um, and was that... Was couldn't that, sleep at night. Well, were you like in a dormitory? I presume that yeah. the boarding schools are like dormitory sort of style thing. Yeah. yeah, there were 30 girls, I think, from recollection, all, you know, petitioned dorms. So, oh, yeah. you know, four girls to a dorm. Right. Yeah. And um, so, so you did art there, and yeah. it was that was a good experience. I loved art. Um, year did eleven, you? I had a great teacher, Viola Dominello. Um, I don't think I was amazing at it. There were girls that were better than me. You know, I didn't get into Art Express or anything. Mm. Um, what did you do for your major work? Was it painting? Actually, I did a self-portrait. Strangely, sort oh. of not a good one, as um, Gaia. Oh, Gaia is Mother Earth yeah. sort of a thing. Ah, oh, so what was it like? Sort of had vines and it was a little bit of a Medusa-looking thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, bit odd, really. With um, It uh, had breasts on it and they were painted very strangely, like... <laughs> they look like, I don't know, basketballs with a strawberry on the end. I don't know. They just did not look normal. And I tried. So, was it, but, so it was from the waist up. It wasn't. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Well, yeah. that's interesting. Well, I suppose that's fertility, isn't it? Yeah. Was that, that was the idea, I suppose. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember, you know. That's pretty daring for year 12. Especially as a self-portrait. Look, I don't think I knew it was a self-portrait, but I look at it and go, that's exactly my face. <laughs> oh, okay. So you didn't necessarily intend no, it to be a self-portrait. But it, that's exactly my face. Yeah. So I wonder what my peers thought. Mm, okay, so you think you're Mother Earth. Excellent. <laughs> and so did you think at that point that your future was going to be in art? Well... I thought I was going to be a composer, a musician. Oh, really? So you did music as well? Yes. I started playing, I think, when I was maybe not even four piano. But um, had some sight reading problems 
and <laughs> I was only good at making up my own music. That's the truth. And um, oh, so you would compose your own? Yeah, always from the start. I was, I was. That's what I was good at. Um, but it was classical, and it, you know, let's face it, it wasn't going to go anywhere. You know. <laughs> what you mean? What you were making up was classical? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I was classically trained, and it just. I don't know, just the future did not look bright and I thought the next best thing is is painting. I love painting. So I'm going to be Brett Wiley for sure. <laughs> I'm leaving school. I'm going to be famous. It's all going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you – so but did you go to Sydney Uni after that? Though? I went to Sydney Uni because, I don't know, I didn't exactly know. I thought, oh, I've got to make, you know, the family happy and keep my options open and – so I did, um, that's right, I thought maybe I'd get into science as well. So I did chemistry and biology and maths and, and then fine art. So it was a bit of a <laughs> strange thing. So was that like an arts degree or was yeah. that like a science degree? It was like an, an arts, arts degree. degree. An arts degree but doing those subjects, science subjects. Yeah. And did you like it? Did you no. Like it? So you did it because you thought it was expected of you? Yeah. I thought maybe I'll, who knows, I'll get into the medical something, I'm not sure, but yeah, better do a bit of art as well, just just check it out. And um, I did not do well at all. At Sydney um, Uni? Uh, for that, that degree? Yeah, right. Oh, look, I hated it. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chemistry and maths, like, how do you stay awake in those classes? I had a bit of an <laughs> absentee problem and... Um, Anyway, so I thought, oh, God, what am I going to do? Uh, I'm going to go to Kofa. Oh, okay. So University of New South Wales. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I was a little young in the head, really. You mean you weren't ready for it? I wasn't ready, no. I don't think Just anybody's ready, ready at that age. Like you've been right. 19 or something, 20. It's pretty hard to sort of – you've got so 18, much else going 19. on. Look, and then you're straight out of an institution, I mean boarding school, mm. and – then you have all this freedom and there are things like boys yeah. and there are things like pubs and there's also things like jobs. And how are you supposed to do that and go home, oh, yeah, I want to study. Sorry, yeah. that didn't really work out for me. It did work out for all my other friends from school, but not for me. And, but you did um, finish COFA, though. You I did. got your Bachelor of Fine Arts. That so was, you did I manage. struggled, though, did you? to yeah. finish that. Yeah. Because I also had absentee problems. Right. Absentee failure in uh, painting, printmaking the first year. Right. Yeah. Uh, How was that? How did you find the painting, learning painting at Kofa? I don't think I paid a lot of attention, to be honest. Mm. Um, it wasn't until the end of my degree that I actually was really ready to learn anything. Yeah. Yeah. So mentally you weren't really ready I to... just couldn't juggle looking after myself and, you know, I was a, a nanny as well and I had mm. to make some money so I had pub jobs and uh, it yeah. just was too much really. Yeah, yeah, and living on your own and trying to sort of cook meals and stuff like that as well. The whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Bit of a wreck really and, yeah, um, yeah I started getting an anxiety disorder probably like pretty badly when I was about 19 mm. and so that in, impacted on yeah 
my attendance for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, I think having so many things going on at that age, and as you say, leaving an institution where you're sort of, you everything know, is, everything's done for you. Pretty much. Or if it's not done for you, you're in a lot of trouble if it's, if it's not done. Mm. So um, there are a lot of rules and all of a sudden there are no rules. Yeah. And I just floundered. Yeah, yeah. What do you think you got? Like, what do you think at that point that you were actually thinking, I want to be a painter? Yeah, definitely. Right. So what were you, so with the anxiety, did you feel that, that was that hampering that at all? Or do you, were you just sort of trying to deal with that as you were going at, through? At that time, I found it really difficult, yeah. I, so it did not help my studies or... Um, it took a lot of the enthusiasm out of life for me at the time. It was, yeah, I found it really difficult. Mm. Uh, I still worked, but I found it difficult and I didn't seem to have a lot of energy, really. So when you finished Kofa, mm. um, how did you get your first show? Like what were you painting at that point and what, how did you get your first show, your first solo show? First solo show? Oh, I didn't took a very long time to get that. Oh, did it? <laughs> yeah. Were you aiming for that? Like when you left, did you think, oh, yeah. oh I've got to get, so this, this, was the, uh, this was like the goal at that point? Is that what? Sure. Was? You think, oh, you jump out of school and you go to all the galleries and you hassle them and, and you think, I'm ready. And <laughs> so you they, were really confident? Oh, yeah. They look at you and go, no, you're not ready. But they, <laughs> <laughs> the people that I did go to, they were all so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And what sort of paintings were they? Um, I did, I was a landscape painter. Oh, right. Yeah. What like, sort of landscape? A lot like Fred Williams, like very much like Fred Williams. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just obsessed with him and yeah. I did a lot of landscapes that looked a lot like Fred Williams. And so was that the sort of work that was in your first show? No. Right. I didn't really get my first show until many years later. And what sort of work was it? Uh, at that time I was into still life and I'd been working at it for a while and so um, I actually did get a show with Charles Hewitt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I probably did still life for a long time. Right. I and still do it. <laughs> yeah, well, they're beautiful. I mean, we're sitting here to, in your studio and they're just beautiful um, roses and in vases. They're absolutely gorgeous. Thank um, you. So how did that start? Um, I was living in America and I just ha was living in this amazing place that was just surrounded by, what are they, the, the fields that come up with all the poppies and all the native flowers, just all of those. And then also oh, right. she had an amazing rose garden. So I just used her garage and I started painting roses. Why not? They were everywhere. And then I started really loving it. Yeah. And I probably painted about a hundred of them. Oh. Um, I think when I first started, I saw them as a little bit more sculptural and they were definitely oil paint and impasto. And, um, and now they are quite varied and they're in acrylic. Oh, okay. Why did you move from oils to acrylic? Uh, when I was pregnant, I didn't want to use oils anymore. Yeah. Oh, I see. So it was mainly for health reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And sort of, I could bring the paints into the kitchen and 
you know, not smear oil paint everywhere mm. and um, it was just a little bit more practical for me at the time and I'm still painting in acrylic and I actually really like it now. Do you ever use a retarder or anything to, to slow down the drying? Sometimes, right. yeah, I love mediums. I love anything that's, you know, changes the way that paint moves or, yeah. So do you experiment with lots of different mediums? Yeah, or, I love experimenting. Yeah. I, I have to experiment. If I'm, you know, I work five days a week, um, you're going to get a little bit bored if you're doing the same thing all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah. I have, yeah, I have a lot of fun in here most of the time. Um, so, and your studio is also beautiful and roomy, so it must be a pleasure to be out here. Uh, it, look, it's great because I try and keep the house clean and then I come in here and it's just disgusting most of the time. And I know it doesn't look disgusting to you right now, but I had this, it's, I took hours trying to just move stuff so that we could get in here. <laughs> and I, I don't know, like I'm not actually a messy person, but I cannot be tidy in here. What you mean all the paint is, because we're sitting here and there's, there's like, you know, over 100 paintings in here, if oh, not 200. Oh, God, and they're hiding up there too. Oh, yeah, like probably over 200 actually. And um, they're all sort of leaning up against the wall. And, and actually a lot of them, I'm going to change the subject a bit, because a lot of them are self-portraits. And I wanted to get on to talking about self-portraits because... You've got a magnificent self-portrait hanging in the Art Gallery of New South Wales as we speak. Thank you. Uh, in, which is a finalist in the Archibald Prize. Congratulations. Thank it's you. It's great. And you're also a finalist in the Porsche Geach this year as well, which is another great achievement. So well done. Thank you. And that's a self-portrait as well. Yeah. And we're sitting here and I am surrounded by amazing self-portraits. So it's something obviously that you have been... Um, working on lately yeah um like with everything when I start with something I get fairly obsessed with them and, and to be honest when I first started I really 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 didn't want to do a self-portrait really I hated portraits I think they're the hardest thing to do so when did you start sort of doing them um I, I forced myself to do them why? Because I thought, you know what, this is, I'm only going to be this mum, this first time mum now, and I just want to sort of get to know myself and, and yeah, it really stemmed from that. So, so the Archibald painting yeah. is one of the first self-portraits that you started embarking on? Yeah. Because you know what it is? I've seen it twice now because I've been to the Archibald twice mm. and I've stood in front of your painting and one of the things that I find incredible about it is that it has such a subtle expression and you could, because it, it's called self-portrait as new mum mm. and so you can either see, when you look at that expression, think it's, it's an expression of love and adoration or you can flip it over and see it as like as an exhausted expression, you know, the, oh God, <laughs> that, yeah. that feeling of exhaustion, you know, and, and it's really subtle, you know, it's open to interpretation. Yeah. So did you, I mean, I want to ask you about, um, well, firstly, let's talk about being a new mum okay. before we start talking about the actual yeah. technique and the portrait. What's it, what's it been like for you? Like, how has it been? Ah, it's, it's getting better. 
all the time. But at the start, I just found everything really, really hard. I found it really hard. Yeah. I found breastfeeding hard. Yeah. How is that supposed to be? <laughs> how is it supposed to be difficult? You know? <laughs> Tell me about it. I had but lots of trouble the first time too. Yeah. It was for me. I'm like, why isn't it just happening? Yeah. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Um, the baby's certainly trying and nothing's <laughs> happening. Um, yeah. The baby is starving, I think. Uh, I and think then, that actually can be an extremely stressful experience. It's hard. Because it's painful as well. Yeah. And you're worried about the baby. I know. And um, she had reflux, so she used to drink twice as much and then just spew all over me. So I was just constantly covered in spew and my body was just <laughs> uh, leached dry. I'd like put on 20 kilos to have her and I'd lost all of it within about two weeks. Oh, yeah, you told me you had a very difficult pregnancy. Yeah, and I looked like I had some sort of a disease. You know, by about week three, I was just so skinny and drained and, yeah, um, it's really, really tough on the body, actually, yes. breastfeeding. Um, and then there's the, the sleep thing and... Um, yeah, this, I think the sleep deprivation can really that muck you around. is not to be underrated. <laughs> I mean, I've felt crazy before, but, yeah, to... There's some level of exhaustion that happens. I'm not quite sure what week it was, but, yeah, I was just a heap. Yeah. Like, I just couldn't stop crying. I was just so, yeah, so exhausted. Um, yeah, so a big, big shock on my uh, previous life of, you know, partying every night. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, yeah. So did that sort of um, experience lead you to think, I want to... I want to start doing self-portraits. So well, I was stuck in the house. and So I painted her when she slept. Um, mm. And babies are beautiful when they sleep. Oh, and yeah. I don't think I really could do that beauty justice. I don't think really even a photo can do that justice. Um, mm. I was absolutely transfixed by her. So, you know, so, yeah, I would draw her and paint her when I could. And mm. then I thought, well... Who else is here? Me. Okay. Well, I'll do that. So what would you, um, how would you set it up? Like, would you have a mirror? Yeah. Is that how you would do it? Yep. I just put, um, I've got a long mirror and I just stand it against the wall and I was in the kitchen and sat down and just painted on the floor looking up. Oh. So you mean you had the canvas or the board on the floor? Uh, just propped up against the mirror and I'd be like right there oh okay so you'd be sitting on the floor yeah so my uh, husband always comes in and goes Ness you've got to stop painting on the ground it's not good for your back but I'm so used to it why do you think you do that do you do that because it's comfortable uh I look I think I got used to it because of the way that I needed the surface to be flat a lot of the time Oh, when I pull sort of, yeah, if I use mediums and glazes and that sort of thing, I needed it to be flat. And then I just got used to it. I was talking to you before and you are saying you're doing a lot of experimentation. I can yeah. see that with mm. all these paint. Um, we're looking at sort of paintings on the wall and it's, it's very, they're, they're the similar pose, mm. so basically straight on, um, but they're all they're, they're just 
different sort of maybe different colours or different treatments. So yeah. what have you been experimenting with? What have you been – what sort of things interest you that you're yeah. exploring? Um, since I've started this portrait thing and now I'm just obsessed with them and I, I come in and I don't try to spend more than an hour on them. So oh, yeah. I get down and I guess what's so fascinating is how you feel about yourself and how that translates and how, you know, each day is, is quite different and I've decided that I'm particularly moody. Some days I obviously think I'm pretty good looking and other days I think I'm very, very, very hideous. So, and that's really interesting to have a look, you know, because all of these portraits pretty much are the same size, same format. Yeah. Um, and yet they're all so different. They definitely so are. So different. What will influence you as to what colours you use? Um, I'm actually, it's hard to believe, but I'm trying to just paint what I see there and maybe I exaggerated a little bit. So, yeah, so we've got gr like this, you know, purples, pinks, oranges, greens, blues. Yeah. Um, you don't shy away from colour, obviously. I love colour. My grandmother, she um, was an amateur painter and she just loved colour as well and, and uh, I spent a lot of quality time with her. And another reason why art's always been in the family. Um, so, and I loved her and she passed this year. She turned 100 and I miss her so much. But um, I think I learned my, yeah, love of every colour from her. Oh, what did she paint? She was a still life painter. Yeah, she did some portraits too. And she wore every colour. Mm. And, yeah. Her garden was amazing. It had every flower in it and, yeah, so, um, and I loved her very much. So I think, uh, yeah, my love of, I don't know, probably bright colours is, uh, yeah, stems from, oh, from that. yeah, my yeah. love of her for sure. Yeah. I was terrified of having a baby because everyone said, oh, once you have a baby, you'll never paint again. And actually I found that. <laughs> Weird thing so to say. many people said that to me. Really? Oh, they said you won't have time. <laughs> and and in a way, in, their, in a way, they're right. But what <laughs> I did learn is that you prioritise your time. All that time I had swanning around, going, I don't know what I'm going to paint. I don't know if I like it. You don't have that time anymore. Yeah. Hey, there's a nap time. Get someone to take over, the husband, if you're lucky, and get out there and, and do some work during that time. Right. And so I learned, yeah, to really respect time off, any time off. And I just felt it was, you know, necessary for me to continue working. And I think I've never worked <laughs> as much in my life. Yeah, so I've definitely ramped it up. I probably t paint twice as much as I ever would before having her. So she's she's 18 months old now, yeah. about. So, so for the last year and a half or so, you've been really... Absolutely ramped it prolific. up. But also with um, recent work that you've been doing since your um, child was born, mm. you're also doing some great interiors. And I've when I was looking at them, I thought, gee, that's so amazing you've been so imaginative but actually when I see your house I realize that your house is basically you know like these these beautiful paintings yeah I don't use my imagination really 
when it comes to doing any painting, I just paint my life. Yeah, well, one of yeah. like well, one of the paintings, for example, is um, your daughter in her cot, mm. and um, it's like an aerial perspective of your baby in her cot, <laughs> yeah. and it's just absolutely gorgeous with this the beautiful mosquito net that comes sort of draped around it, but. And, and like this lovely green and but in this sort of dark background and it sort of does hint at that horror which is <laughs> sleep deprivation <laughs> but um have you enjoyed sort of painting your daughter I mean have, yes um, I mean be because of... how am I ever going to remember these experiences if I don't paint them I mean I'm living it and also because it's such a nightmare, sleep training or whatever you want to call it, when the baby's eyes are wide awake and it's, <laughs> please, just please go to sleep. Um, so, you know, eventually daylight comes and it's, I go to the studio and uh, I'm going to paint that and I'm going to paint it and make it a little bit funny because it is a little bit ridiculous. Um, and I won't remember it. I won't remember what it's like. Yeah. I know that. And so I love to have this this record, yeah. um, at least these photographs of paintings that I've made um, during this time. And do you think it helps you with that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of like writing about it. You know? Yeah. 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 I go and I bring it up and show my husband. I go, well, ha- have a look at that. And, you know, we have a good laugh and go, that's exactly it. Or, yeah, it's great. One of the things I'm really interested in is the impact of social media on the art scene because it's just been huge. And I find Instagram is like a big one of those. And you've got you've got presence um, with two pages. You've got your your personal page, yep. and then you've got a, um, the page of one of a fictional character you've created. You've created a body of work of Derek Milkwood, who's this sort of oddball um, sort of guy who hangs out naked and who's sort of just basically a bit of a misfit in society. And you've got a lot of followers of that, well, of both of your pages, but there's a lot of interaction in that Derek Milkwood mm. um, uh, page where your your followers actually love engaging with the story of that yeah. character. Well, how do you find that, that engagement? Have you enjoyed that engagement? Uh, look, I have, and I think, to be honest, um, a lot of... Painters would love to get out there and just um, put a picture up of what they've done every day and get a bit of feedback because we're all in here slogging away alone and there's no one to talk to and we like it that way. Um, And so there is a big temptation to have a bit of fun and um, possibly experiment and see what the feedback is as well. Well, there's a lot of humour in that series that you've got so I think people engage with you on that level as well yeah with humor yeah which is a great because it's a bit of a it's a bit of a confronting sort of topic or a bit of a confronting character so mm. to balance it with humor is really really interesting and I you, actually just think I do that with my life in general really yeah yeah so I suppose with the, the paintings of your daughter as well well look I've got an anxiety disorder so I need I need humor in my life life without laughter is impossible so um, I do I laugh a lot and I focus on things that are probably not funny and then I make them funny or I see them as funny and and look I see my baby having a 
ridiculous tantrum because I've said, don't touch the oven. And it doesn't sound funny, but it looks hilarious. <laughs> and so I, I look you, at life a little you, bit differently. Yeah. yeah. Is, have you made yourself think, look in that way to deal with anxiety in a way? Like, just, have you developed that as a strategy? Probably. Yeah. As a coping mechanism. And now it's just a natural thing for me. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. I'm going to try that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're right. I think yeah. humour is really important because when you do feel anxiety, everything's quite dark and black. Yeah. And, um, and you've got to look for the light, I think. And, and it's you... hard. But if it becomes a habit, it's a little bit like being a comedian. You know, a lot, a lot of comedians are really, really depressives. But, God, they're funny and, God, they give people so much joy you know um I do find the the melding of comedy with fine art as something I haven't seen really before Mm. and certainly not much of so I wouldn't say they're um mutually exclusive you mean I don't think that they have to be mutually exclusive at all no, I agree with that. Yeah. I, why not? You can paint anything else. Why can't you paint a little bit of humour as well? It's in your life every day. Yeah. Why does it all have to be so serious? It can still be serious, but still have a touch of lightheartedness oh, as well. I agree. I totally agree with that. And I think well, so one of the paintings that's in your current show, um, that uh Merch- Murchison's um party nightmare is that what it's called yeah the Murchison's party nightmare <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is basically poor Derek sort of he's he he's sort of dreamt that he was popular and was invited <laughs> to, <laughs> invited to this next door neighbor's hoity-toity sort of uh yeah ball or whatever and but it's this frenzied sort of group of people dancing and it's, it does look like, a, even though it's really bright coloured, and I love the paintings, it's bright coloured, but, but it, it is a, a bit of a nightmare. And you can... Uh, well, it is for those people that suffer, um, say, social anxiety, people that don't like crowds, any of... There are lots of people out there that feel like that. And um, before you go to a party, what am I going to wear? All of that sort of stress and then having some attention in that situation is um, horrifying for some people. They may need to slug back quite a few drinks before they, you know, um, open the door. So, yeah, I think I just wanted to paint that experience. And you captured it too. Thank Actually, you. with that, with that um, sort of technique that you use, we, it, it is a bit sort of, um, like how would you say, scraped the paint is scraped or smudged yeah. sort of a thing. I like movement in, in work. Yeah, I noticed that you in some of the... So maybe that's one of my techniques to to get movement is to scrape it back or like get a rag and drag the paint somewhere and, yeah. And is that sort of risky when you'd have to do that? Yeah, because you can wipe off the whole thing and, (laughs) yeah. But without risk, there's no gain, I reckon. I'm looking at these paintings in front of me and... Actually, seeing it, it's funny how seeing a painting in the flesh is totally different seeing it, you know, a painting online, you know. Sometimes it can be so much better. Sometimes it can be so much worse. (laughs) 
But these look actually just as good as they are online, actually. Thank you. Um, But I'm also noticing by looking at them in the flesh as well is that there's quite a lot of layering. Is there in, in your process? Yeah. There is. And they're on board. So what yeah. would you, how would you start off? Would you put a ground? It's like? a little bit like doing this. So I put the ground down and I put a wall in and then I start adding things to it. I put things in there, in a room. That's what I do. So you don't compose the whole thing. You don't do a drawing and no. compose it. And you start placing things in. Yeah. And will you look at it and then It's like having back. a doll's house, I guess. You know, so you create the house. And then you have all these things, these um, imaginary things and or not imaginary things, and then you pick them up and put them in there. And with the figures, as, um, especially with the Derek Milkwood um, works, mm. uh, they're often, you know, I mean, we don't ever see his face really. Like they're, no, quite, no. they're quite loose figures. Yeah. And I'm looking at one now where you've got a woman under a shower and it's really, I mean... Just a faint suggestion of a figure, and yeah. and sort of with with the water, sort of blending in with the water, basically. Yeah. And if you look at that figure, how would you even know that's a figure? But you do. Yeah. And and that's the magic of paint, and it's the magic of the human mind. It just puts things together for you. Um, and I noticed that with still life as well. When I, you know, put a vase. There's hardly any lines there. I put a speck of light, a white, um, as a highlight, and the brain puts that all together and that makes a three-dimensional object that completely makes sense. But really, if you look at what is on the on the canvas or um, the wood panel, there's nothing really there. There's only a couple of marks. <laughs> but your brain goes, wow, that looks exactly... I know exactly what that is. I know. And I love that about painting. So do I. Yeah. And also the posture. I mean, the posture says so much, (laughs) doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, with Derek, you know, the the curved back or the, you know, the hanging head, you know. Well, a a lot of your personality can come out with just the way you stand, hold yourself, and you don't really have to add a face. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to raise with you about your technique is that something that you mentioned in um, relation to the Archibald painting, and mm. you said in relation to that that um, you use a combination of maintaining control and letting go when you're yep. painting, when you were painting that portrait. What do you, what do you mean by, um, by that? I think I do that a lot in, in every work, actually. Mm. So I like having different different methods of making marks and I also like the feeling that things were almost accidentally put there so there's no control over that yet right next to it that's a very deliberate line Mm -hmm. so I really like the combination and the contrast aesthetically. Can you think in the in that painting I don't know if you can visualise it in your yeah. mind, a part of that painting that you might have done that with? Sure, it'd be, say, um, the cheek as opposed to the eye, right. you know, like the how, how you can delineate facial, you know, say cheekbones and just use a pull of colour and 
Um, how would that be less? How would you have less control over that? Is it because it's more watery? Yeah, or? and it dries, and you don't know what color it's going to turn. So it's so watery, you come back. Um, say it might take a couple of hours to dry because it's some. Yeah, it's so wet. Yeah. So you don't know what that's going to look like. So you may have had all this control over everything else. You've tried really hard to do that and you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to do that and see so how it turns huge, out. It's a huge risk. It's a risk, yeah. But, but all the beautiful things come out of risks, I find. Yeah. Yeah. So would it often, so would you have times where you've risked and it didn't work? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's usually when you, you feel unsure and you go, Oh, and you make yourself make that risk and it you just know that you probably shouldn't have done it and it and then you try and fix it and it's no good. <laughs> it has to be one go. One go, you get one shot, bang. Oh, it works. Right. right. Oh, it doesn't. You get yeah. one shot. You moved to Barrel mm-hmm. um, or this area a few years ago. Um is there what do you prefer about when you moved here? What did you prefer about it to the city? Uh, look, it's quiet. Um, we can have space. Yeah. I like that. Um, also, being a hermit, it's kind of advantageous. You know, there's no one here, so they can't visit. And, like, I have a really good excuse not to go to any parties because I can't. And You don't like so parties? I, I really like working. <laughs> I like working. I also like drinking wine, but I think it's a better job to paint than to drink wine. <laughs> I mean all day, you know. Yeah, I think you're probably better off painting all yeah. day than drinking wine all yeah, day. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Um, I can see what you mean. So it's sort of... It's more of an escape, in a way, from that pressure. Look, I just get to work all the time now, and that's great. There's, there's nothing else I can do. I can't go, oh, let's catch up with some mates and prance off and see a movie and maybe do a spot of shopping. Well, I can't. <laughs> I can, but, you know. It's, yeah. It's an effort, big effort, and I'd prefer to just walk down the stairs, you know, 20 metres away and go to the studio and go to work. So yeah. Do you think having space in a studio, large studio space, makes a difference to your work? Yeah, because you don't have to clean up all the time. Mm. I do try, but ineffectively. Um, for most of my life, I didn't have a space, so I would paint on the kitchen table or... And then you have to clean up. So not only does it keep your work small, it sort of limits the time you have as well because yeah. you're cleaning up half of the time. Yeah, and, right. and painting's messy, let's face it. Well, Vanessa, it's been an absolute pleasure to meet you and to see your amazing recent works. I've, I've just enjoyed so much being here in your studio um, and good luck with your show. Thank you so much. been so fantastic to meet you. You're so much fun. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Vanessa. As I mentioned in the intro, she's exhibiting at AK Bellinger Gallery and there's a link to the gallery on the website. Also, if you're in Sydney, um, go to the Archibald and see her self-portrait at, um, 
in the at the Art Gallery of New South Wales, and um, the Portia Geach Memorial Award would, will be opening in a few weeks at the S.A. Jervin Gallery, and her self-portrait will be there as well. I'll also be getting a video of Vanessa up on the um, Talking With Painters YouTube channel, as well as my video of Jonathan Dalton from episode 31, so I'll keep you posted on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter when those go online. Thanks for all your messages and reviews on Facebook and iTunes. It's great to hear from you. Actually, the uh, reviews and ratings on iTunes really helps get the word out about the show. So thank you to all of those of you who've taken the time to do that. So thanks for listening and hope you can join me for the next episode of Talking with Painters. Let's face it, every painting you do each day, pretty much, you think, oh, that's excellent. You come back the next day and go, oh, blah. And a week later you go, that is so terrible, I'm going to burn it. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that's how I feel about everything. Mm. And th- anything in the house that's in there now is, is new. You know, might sit down and have a glass of wine and have a look at it and go, yeah, I like where that's going or I don't like where that's going. And so I learn from that, from taking the paintings out of the studio and putting them in the house. Mm-hmm.